Christy and Bodge. On the Mid-North Coast's hit. A very good morning to you. If you're just uh, tuning in this morning, don't know why I said that. You haven't missed anything. We've just started. What's on before us? Those two girls. Right. Are you okay? Yeah. No, I... I, Well... I, I didn't have the radio on this morning. I don't know why I forgot. I've, I've actually been a bit quick this morning. Been yeah, up, I've been up pretty early, though, I know. for a change. You look all right. You look like you're uh, fresh as a daisy, though. Because That's because I got, had a haircut. You've got a haircut. You've got your beard trimmed. You yeah. look fine. Your eyes don't look too glazed over. Well, no, I haven't. I mean, I, it's not from drinking. It's just because I... It could be a couple of things. I'm trying to still diagnose what made me really crook this morning. Yeah. And it was top end. It wasn't anything at the back end. But um, not that you need to know that. But um, <laughs> I, I was cooking last night. Yeah. And I think the chicken wrist holes, maybe I, I don't know, maybe I didn't cook those right. I mean, I think I did. Yeah. I, I did have some Thai food about four or five o'clock, so. So you ate Thai food and then you had your dinner. Yeah. That's a bit close. Nah, I hadn't had lunch. <laughs> I don't know whether or not it might have been your rissoles that was uh, the wrong thing, because as I said to you this morning in a text message, I'm like, you can eat raw mints, you know that, but then you established that, yes, it was chicken mints. Can you eat raw mints and not get crook? Yeah. People eat raw mints all the time. People eat raw sausages. Yeah, but if I had four rissoles worth of it, it probably wouldn't be good. And, like, in terms of your cooking, are you that terrible that you can't tell no, that it's not no, cooked I'm not. through? No, That's why I think it might have been the time. <laughs> Oh, it was, I feel like you poor thing. Uh, uh, you need to go and get your guts sorted out because oh no, there's all sorts going on. There seems to be more issues than not. Oh, I know. Just chuck it in the bin and start again. As far as I'm concerned. Anyway, um, look, let's let's forget about my gut. All right, let's get into some music. We've got lots of music today. It is Friday. We've got Lee Jolo coming in for fake news a little bit later. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to that. For those the uninitiated, for those that don't know. Fake news is something we do every Friday at about 6.40, and it is an institution. We get our, our newsreader to come in. He reads out three stories, and uh, one of them's fake. The other two just sound it. So um, we're going to try and pick which it is. It's a lot of fun. Is one of the stories fake about you in, in there, and I've got to pick which one's fake? Like you being sick? No, no, no. I'm joking. No, well, that wouldn't be any, that wouldn't be any good <laughs> because I'd know which one was fake, and I'd get an easy point. <laughs> I'm only joking. Oh, I know. It's okay. Do you remember when you were sick just the other day? And I, I was First really... First time ever. You've had more sick so, days than me. I was so nervous. I was like, I hope she's all right. And here's you. You're a liar. <laughs> Get up with Christian Budge on the Mid-North Coast's Hit FM. Obviously, I'm still trying to diagnose what's happened in regards to why I was so crook this morning. I mean, it's got to be food related. It's either Thai or it was either chicken rissoles. Uh, well, you know, Often I'm... Pre- though, I'm pretty sure I did cook those chicken rissoles quite well. Yeah, so often though, if you get food poisoning, it does generally come out both ends. I, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, not no, a scientist, not but it, you're not you, you normally do. So, and if you've not felt that way, maybe maybe it's not that. Yeah, maybe it's your reflux playing up again. I don't know, mate. I don't. It could be. It could be that. It could be that. Who oh. knows? But um, I, I do. It takes me back to when I. I think the last time I got food poisoning. Mm. Um, I had an Indian, and this was years ago, and it was a chicken jowl frezzy. Yeah. I know, because it was my favourite dish at this particular Indian place. And then all of a sudden, uh, I couldn't go back there again. Like, it was weird. It's like uh, something, a switch was in me, and uh, my favourite dish from a place, I then, after being really, really sick, I I never went back. Even though I wanted to, I'm like, nah. The memory of what happened was that bad. Yeah. 
that I just thought, no, I can't, can't be doing with this. So. It's, it's funny because I often have that with certain foods. Like when you overdo it too much, you just go, oh, I'm a bit off salmon or I can't have tuna because I'm just eating it to death. Yeah. And you just go, oh, why would I do that? And I could imagine what you're going through with the thought of butter chicken. Like, old oh, mate, you know, the, we were talking about him yesterday, the guy in Sydney that drove like 35Ks to get some butter chicken. Yeah. Um, but Melbourne's in, no, it wasn't Sydney, it was in Melbourne because um, they're in lockdown. Yeah. Um, so he drove so far to get it, got busted and got a huge fine. It's $1,600. Yeah, it turns out that the Indian restaurant went, oh, well, we'll help him out. They're going to give him a year's supply of butter chicken. You're joking. <laughs> so let's just hope, let's just hope they cook their butter chicken really well. It doesn't get food poisoning. But, so then he can still eat his year's supply of butter chicken. The thing is, I guess they would have got so much press from it because oh, yeah. he drove, like no one, if, if you know much about, um, the suburbs in Victoria outside of Melbourne, um, no, no one goes to St Kilda. No one really goes to St Kilda unless they have to, let's be honest, or Werribee or wherever it was from. It's all around the same area. Don't, I'm not familiar with No, Victoria. but uh, see, I am. i got a, a, a former housemate who was from there, so uh-huh. I know all of the things. It's basically like, um, oh, it's just not nice. So, I mean, if there's a, a place there that is getting extra business because of this, I mean, good on them. Yeah. Could you imagine if you ate butter chicken daily or even one day a week, how big you'd get? I could do it as well with some nice warm naan, a little bit of writer on the side. Oh, Oh, I love writer. Just mm. don't have too much of it because knowing you, you'll get sick. No, I want to go and have me porridge in a sec. I'm still on a health kick. I've been eating real healthy. Clearly not if you're spewing. The Mid-North Coast gets up with Christian Barge. On Hit FM. I've talked about my... My experiences with with food. Have you ever? When was the last time? And thirteen, twelve, sixteen. You're welcome to join in on this as well. When was the last time you got um, sort of a food, food sickness and went, like you know did it ruin you for that food, even for a little bit? No, I, it didn't get ruined for that food. But I'm skeptical about fried rice. Fried so, rice. Yeah. Um, so I remember many years wow. ago, my sister and I had gone out for a big big bender. Uh, um, clubbing, mm. um, and we'd ordered the next um, morning some fried rice, and it had like all the little prawns and the chicken in there. Yeah, mm. and it was delicious, and it helped us out with our hangover. And then both of us had hit like six or eight hours later, and we were real bad, like real sweaty, getting all clammy, and we're both using both loos in the house. Now it wasn't um, because you drunk that much, well, though, sure. that was the thing. Mum didn't believe what we're saying. She's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's, it's you guys are being just hung over. And we'd already yeah. recovered by then and then got the second wave. And, yeah, it was um, food poisoning. I Definitely food poisoning because it went for like 24 hours. Sounds like alcohol poisoning <laughs> on little baby livers that couldn't handle their grog. All right, we're going to take a call. Hello, good morning. Who we got there? G'day, Bodgy. How you going, mate? Brendo. Who we got? Brendo. Oh, Brendo, hey, you're up early, mate. Oh, I know, mate. I'm always up early. You sound different. In bed early, up early. Because you're not in the truck. You don't sound like you're no. in the truck right now. No, not yet. I'm just about to get in the big rig. Oh, oh good nice. boy. Now, um, at what uh, food has been ruined for you from food poisoning? Oh, mate. It was a couple of years ago I got a um, seafood pizza. I won't name the place. Yeah. Um, and it nearly turned me inside out. Right. Really? Wow. So so never, you... never again will I eat a seafood pizza ever, ever, ever. Yeah, it's ruined you forever. <laughs> yeah, mate. No, no way wow. in the world. I like I'll, I'll eat seafood by itself, but not the pizza. I was, I was going to die. It's some, like the, the marinara <laughs> is one of the good ones. Yeah. For me. 
I love it. No mm. more. I can't. No I can't. more marinara for Brendo. How I, long? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do pizza that's got seafood on it. I'm not big on it. Really? I, just, I feel like it doesn't belong. It's, it's a bit like yeah. when you put avocado on pizza. I'll eat it, but at the same time, I'm like, hmm. Kind yeah, of doesn't nah, really. Oh. again. I'll stick to the meat lovers. What about like a marinara <laughs> pasta? Because that's sort of yeah, all mixed yeah, together. Is that yeah. all right? Yeah, mate. Yeah, no, that's all good. But this is pizza. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, so, that's yeah, that's fair enough. That's Brent, fair enough. Brenda, if you're meant to be, um, let's let's call you doctor right now. Can you be the judge of what Bodge has put in his mouth to determine what possibly could have been the one that's upset say his tummy? A penis, please. <laughs> Um, We're too mature for that. Do, here. do you think yeah. it was the leftover tie that he's obviously reheated at four o'clock yesterday, or do you think it was his poor cooking skills uh, with his chicken rissoles? Well, might have been the leftover pain he had. <laughs> leftover oh. pain. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 the tie. Yeah, tie. No, you should. Yeah, no. Did you leave it out the bed for a bit? No. Uh, hang on. Who said it was left? I never said to you, Christy, that it was left over. I just assumed. No, I went and bought oh. it. I went and bought it. It oh. was well. I guess it was fresh. I'm hoping it was fresh. <laughs> right. Doesn't Mate, matter I where I bought it from. What'd you cook? Huh? I cooked. It was just chicken rissoles and roast vegetables. Oh, I made the chicken. Yeah, chicken's chicken's very dangerous. Well, see, Christy reckons even though it was chicken, you can eat raw yeah. mince and you'd be fine. Yeah, you I don't can. want to. No, I don't think I'm coming to your house for dinner ever. <laughs> no, it's, neither am I. It's, no, it's the thing. Have you not ever tried that? Like, I know so many people. If you're cooking spaghetti bolognese, right, and you got mince in the yeah. pan and it's not even cooked yet and it's just straight raw, like you would feed a dog, they'll just come in, swoop it, eat it, and you go, ew. But no, you don't get sick from it. No, dogs can do that, no, right? No, humans no, can no. too. Humans can too. No, I've never eaten raw meat. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you are an impressionable young child listening at the moment, please don't rip open your mints as soon as your mum gets at home yeah, and start yeah, chowing yeah. down. Christy's not a nutritionist. She's not a doctor, and you will get sick. You can get a cast iron stomach from that. It no, it up. you won't. No. You'll be put in a cast iron lung probably. That's the way it'll go. Don't, 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 don't want to get up. A fresh way to get up. Christian Barge on Hit FM. Information that was fake and never happened. I can't believe it. Fake news. With Lee Jollo. Very good morning to you, Lee. Welcome to the studio this morning. Good morning. It's that time again. It time is. for you to lose. Oh, can I just <laughs> point out, I don't think I've ever seen you in the studio yeah. wear a hat on your head, Lee. Is it a bit yeah. cold? You don't have a beanie. It's a bit chilly. Um, it's a new look for me, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you trying to rocket for fake news, be oh, a bit all gangster and stuff maybe, on Friday? Maybe is trying that... to be cool. Maybe it's just because I hate my hair at the moment. It looks shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, just remember this. She's smack talking your look. I think you look fantastic. Oh, thanks, buddy. Fact, Appreciate it. In fact, I think it's very brave. I think it's very reckon? brave of you. Yeah, to Brave to wear a hat. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trying to give him a backhand. Oh, <laughs> this is just go. in case we lose fake news, all right? So yeah. for those that don't know how it works, Lee's going to read out three stories. Two of them are going to be real but sound fake, and one of them is going to be fake AF. Mm. So, Lee, can we please have the first story? Okie dokie, a French YouTube star is in hospital after a wild stunt went wrong. Francois Hubert managed to break into a prison near the city of Bordeaux without being noticed by guards. Caught on tape, the bloke headed over to try and blend in with some of the inmates gardening before then being stabbed by a man hiding a metal shiv. He was rushed to hospital with a wound to the stomach and will now face serious charges when he recovers. That's hilarious. It's pretty out there, isn't it? I hope that's real. Very much out there. Teens are dressed up as old men and women in the UK in order to buy alcohol at the moment. They're completing the look with a COVID mask covering up their youthful face that would normally give the game away. 
The kids' efforts are going viral on social media app TikTok. Dozens having successfully completed the challenge. All right, okay, well, story number three. And a woman from Texas has quit her job as an optician to become a dog. 21-year-old Jenna Phillips says she feels like a dog and just wants to roll around, play fetch, get head scratches and be told she's a good girl. Jenna reckons she earns six figures a month for her online videos, which feature her chasing after balls, walking around on the leads and taking baths. Um, <laughs> well, you're right. I've heard a couple of those stories, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, so you believe I know, it. So I know which one is um, the fake news. I've only Do heard you? of one. Oh, really? I only heard of one. That's okay. That's okay. Sometimes yeah. that doesn't So matter. this is why he's so confident right now. Bodger's like, I've got this. Mm. I'm going to be rolling around they're, in those balls like that dog. <laughs> they're, they're good, interesting stories this week. So even if you get it right, I won't be too disappointed. Mm. So Christy um, and I now have to pick A, B or C yep. in regards to which story that you are. Uh, I don't know why yep. it's not one, two, three. I think just... Um, just mm. ABC is the way we went to, yep. to go with it the uh, first time. Do you know right. which one you're going with, Bodge? Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right, Lee. Three, two, one. C. Hey. Damn it. I should have went the mm. last one. Bodge's got it. We just give him the point. Has he? Has he? Has just he? give him the point. I, like, I, I had only heard of the same story that you had because we talked about it in the week. Oh, so, so you lied. I was lying. I didn't oh. know the second story. I was just trying to, uh, like, psych you out. <gasps> okay. Oh, man. On. Well, I one of know my tactics by now. Come, Come on. on. One of you guys have got it right. Yeah. Just one of us, yeah. Well, we know that because we know the other story. <laughs> <laughs> the fake news story, just to break it down for you, the fake news story this week. It's A. Yes. <laughs> in oh, your no, face, Bodgy. Jason Bodger. Mate. <laughs> You shouldn't have came into this game so confident. Oh, what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, <You're> man. <laughs> I'm, I'm devastated for you. Hit FM with Christian Barge. A fresh way to get up on your radio. It is now time for Little Bits. Little Bits. And this is a kind of a masked singer situation here. You can't see them anyway. But what I'm going to do is I've got um, three celebrities here. Mm-hmm. And um, they can all sing, but they're not singers, all right? So they're actors. They are actors. Have they released a single or have they released an album? Uh, oh, God, I don't know. Come on, mate. Okay, I don't sorry, have all sorry, the sorry. Details. I just thought you might like, oh, that. Yeah, that one, of them, one of them um, did all the music. I think two of them did all the music on the soundtrack pretty much. Okay. Right. But that's only because they kind of had to. So um, I've got three artists here. Yeah. And I'm going to play them. And uh, I want you to just tell me if you know who they are. Here we go. Love this swirling sky, but there's only you and I, and we've got no shot. This could never be, you're not the type for me. So you got a fair bit there. Yeah, I have no idea. At first, well, I thought it was Michael Bublé, and I went, "No, uh, what, it doesn't have this, the, the right tone." Uh, well, this guy, and I'll give you, I'll give you three hints per each person. Right, this guy is far hotter than Michael Bublé. Um. Uh, let's think. It was nominated for Best Picture from the film that it was in, that, that song. Um, he can do that thing from uh, that Patrick Swayze can do. That's another hint to a movie. You know where he picks up? Yeah, I know, I know Dirty Dancing, yeah, your baby. Yeah. 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 Um, but so in terms he, he of obviously do... the more modernised uh, movie, mm. I don't know. Um, he held, in, in one film, he helped, um, what's that bloke's name from The Office? You're telling the story. Oh, anyway, he helped him pick up. 
He's hot. He's blonde. He was in Drive. Nah. Oh. oh God! Can I, can we move on? No, 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 no! You can't move. But no, we got to oh, we got to guess oh, this one. Oh, oh, Ryan Gosling. That's right. Oh my gosh! Yeah. How did I not pick up the, the what you're putting down with the blonde and hot? <laughs> oh, of course, Ryan Gosling can sing. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the film now. I had it all written down. I've lost a little sheet of paper, but okay. um, yeah, it doesn't matter. There you go. Here's the next one. Now this one's quite tough. Now, she's obviously female, and I'll give you a hint. She is um, of European descent. Oh, that helps. It does. <laughs> she played an AI system in the film Her with no. Joaquin Phoenix. No. And she was, okay, she's one of the Avengers. Oh, that does sound like Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> now, have a listen to it again. Yeah. Yeah. You if know, you I, said big lips and big, bo- big boobs, I'd have went, oh, it's Carly. Could have been anyone. It could have been Angelina Jolie. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, here's the last one. Now, this one should be the most obvious. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy. Don't ever play with guns. <laughs> this should be so, so well known. It should be. It's very, very well known. What movie? Do you, do you know from? the artist of the original song? No. All right. Well, it's Johnny Cash. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. This guy. This guy's famous for never watching his own films. He hates watching. Silver him. Fox and guy. he just. He just. He actually just won. George Clooney. No, no, no. It's not. <laughs> George could not sing like that. <laughs> That's that's terrible. I can't believe you said that. No, he actually just won an Oscar, and I think he won... Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. yeah you right. gave that away so easy because you literally dropped his name before. Yeah. I did, that, I did that on purpose. I did that on purpose. He's crazy. Oh, I didn't crazy. ever pick that. He, Is that no, from that, the Joker? No, no. That, that song's from um, Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash movie. Right. That was I've huge. He, he um, did the entire soundtrack of all the original Johnny Cash songs with Reese Witherspoon. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. have to watch it because Reese Witherspoon. Have you never is seen it? No. Oh, great! It's it's a even for people that don't listen to old music, it is a great film, very good film. Him and Reese are just oh, the chemistry is incredible. Love that. Uh, well, there you go. That's the masked uh, the radio masked singer. <laughs> There's no copyright infringement on that. I'm pretty sure. Get up with Christy and Bodge on the Mid North Coast Hit FM. You are doing a great thing at the moment and have become a ambassador for the 2020 Homelessness Week, which does kick off from August 2nd to the 7th. That's right. The, the theme is is that everybody deserves a home, and, and, that's and they true. do. And you have mentioned it um, a couple of times on air that sadly you were homeless I don't, um, when yeah, you I don't were, like you were a about teenager. It, I, I don't like to, and that's why it was hard to say yes to this. I'll do anything for Lisa. Um, she's great and the work that she does is great in the organisation but I, I said to her, I was, I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to do it justice because I'm like, you know, it's kind of like um, you know, it, I mean it was a tough thing. I know. It and was l- a tough thing and do you know what? I, I don't mean to get um, sort of horrible to anyone that does. You know the CEO sleep outs and stuff like that you see all over telly. Yeah. Gets heaps of, and you see all these people in suits going out and it's like a big camping trip and they're all happy and they're like, oh, we're going to go and raise some money and we're going to go and sleep out on the stars. I'm not ragging on it, but I see that and I just go, you don't even know. Yeah. Like, like that's it's a novelty. And I think that's probably why maybe I am the right person to do this because it's a novelty to people, I think, to sleep outside. And so it's a nice gesture 
but my God, if you only knew the conditions that, mm. uh, you know, you have to sleep through and you don't have a weather app either. Yeah. <laughs> in, those day, in those days, smartphones weren't even a thing. Yeah. So it was it was a struggle. And I, I don't think these things where they encourage people to, to raise money and sleep out on, on cardboard boxes on the streets or maybe on their own couch um, is to potentially go, oh, this is what it's like. Cause we know no, it's no I know that. Like I know it. they're it's doing a nice thing. A, it's to create awareness so that's the closest we can get to what it possibly could no, feel I, like. But I, I'm proud that you've actually put your hand up because I've been here sitting alongside you mm. uh, when you were approached to do it and you were arming and ahhing because it is something that's going to obviously bring up um, some sad memories for you. Oh, um, yeah. well, but, but it's a good thing that you're doing it and it's something that we need to talk about and we will be talking about it in the coming weeks because it will be from August 2nd as Homelessness well, Week. Do you not remember? I think it was was it last year or year before? I forget because we only did it. I only did it a couple of times, but um, we went to the soup kitchen mm, and we, we helped year. out there. And um, I was starting to get a lot of a lot of memories come back. And the second time I went, I was I was okay to do it, but I was getting a lot of memories and a lot of the um, a lot of the people I was sort of meeting yeah. were very. Um, it just brought back a lot, and I was yeah. like, oh god, I don't know if I can do this. I wanted to keep doing it, but it. It's tough, you know. I I don't struggle with so much. You know what I'm like. I don't care what anyone thinks. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, that's a lie. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I do. But. but but look, you're gonna be you're gonna be fine through this. People are gonna um, yeah, of relate to you. They're gonna um, go to you for I guess seeking advice mm. and and those sorts of things. But um, look, we will be chatting with um, the team from uh, the Hastings Homelessness Awareness uh, Group that are looking at doing some sort of a, a fundraiser. Yep. Uh, but we'll chat with them next week. However, they did launch yesterday that you will be the ambassador. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read. Um, oh, you're gonna take the, a pop at me now, are you? <laughs> no, it's not a pop at you. It's All just right. how they've addressed you. Um, so. So they're saying that they're delighted to announce that local legendary breakfast presenter, That's right, uh, yep. Jason Bodger, has agreed to become the ambassador. Uh, not only is Bodge lovable on the inside and out, this smart young man understands the importance of having a roof over your head. So then goes into a quote from you about when you were kicked down a home at 16. Ah. But, um, sorry, lovable on the inside and out, this smart young man. That's correct. <laughs> Do they realise that you're not young? I am young. <laughs> you're 32. For we are young and free. That's what it says in our song. Wait, are you 32 or are you 31? I'm not 32 You're yet. You're turning 32. 31 is the new 25, as far as I'm concerned. Smart young man. I he, am. Don't, he doesn't get around in a, so, a suit or anything. Smart, well, smarter than you are. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, so. No, you're doing a good thing, and I'm sorry that I'm. I'm I know, you're just having a, bit, oh, you're having a bit of fun. That's all right. That's okay. I don't mind that. Um, you're still laughing. Shut your face. <laughs> so I got a lot of, I got, I got, on the yeah, I got a lot of messages <laughs> saying these people don't know you very well, do they? And I was like, well, they do a little bit. Yeah, come on. Look, he might be, like be a bit rough around the edges, but you know, he, he did live on the streets. Well, not only for a little bit, only for a little bit. I'll, no, I mean, I'll, I'll have to talk more about that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, throughout the week that we do it, which is starting from the second, so a couple of weeks time from now. But I don't know. If you could do a bit of good here and there, I'd, I'd like to hope that I do the role justice. Yeah, I'm very proud of you. Thanks, mate. Wake up. Wake up. Get up with Christian Budge on the Mid-North Coast's Hit FM. You've got something that you've been saying, oh, this is going to make you fire up, Bodge. This is going to make you fire up, Bodge. Well, I think about um, what you went through, and you'd have to agree that um, being homeless 
uh, would have oh, made we you all a lot. Again. No, no, no. It's just the fact that you were exposed to a lot more than some other people that have uh, a, a better advantage life, meaning that you would have been built tougher now. You'd be more resilient and, and stronger and can handle a lot more things that get thrown at you. I was exposed to lots of things. <laughs> A willy was one of them. Oh, stop it. It's true. But it's true. I'll tell you. I might as well. I've said right. it now. I was asleep next to a bin, right? It wasn't yeah. a gross one. It was one of those cardboard ones. The, well, I'm going to tell lots of stories about, you know, homelessness. I might as well because I said willy already. Well, keep, keep this one. No, right, 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 right. And um, this bloke was doing a little wee, and I reckon he might have been homeless or drunk or something. And um, he saw me sort of crouch in the corner, like in the fetal position, because I was trying to stay warm. Mm. And the bin was a, it was a cardboard bin, so it didn't stink, and I couldn't get in there. I used to be in there for a bit because it was warm and sort of clean, but then they kept locking the thing. So I, I, like, you know, I couldn't get in there. One time they locked me in there, but that's another story. Anyway, he sees me in the corner, mm. and he wanders on over. And if you're a bit squeamish, I'm sorry. I'll keep it as you know. Yep. He he, t- he try he attempts mm-hmm. to. Yep. Uh, you know, um, uh, you know. Uh, uh, you don't need to say it. We get what you're putting down. Yeah, and I said to him, in uh, you know, I'll put the G version out there. So don't try it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll cave your head in, mm-hmm. basically. So you know, that's just one of the time. You know, so that's why I started sleeping in a tree. Much safer, safe. safer, yeah. higher up. But, you know, you were saying something totally different. So the Sorry, moral, pal. moral of this is do you feel that because you were on the streets yeah. um, and in a tree yeah. that you feel stronger and that you can handle a whole lot more? Of course I do. Well, good. Well, then but, how you, you know, I don't see – I see it as a positive now. I see that I'm more resilient. Right. Well, then how do you feel about Ida Butt-Rose? And I know you've spoken with her on air before. You've interviewed her. Uh, well, the great woman that doesn't even need a title attached to it. How do you feel about the statement that she made in a speech this week about young people being weak and soft and how we lack resilience and almost need hugging? As in millennials, the, your, your 1981s to 1996s. She's saying we I'm lack right with it. resilience. You're okay with it? Yep. What, you think we're softies? Uh, I think... For the better part of uh, our generation, we need uh, coddling. We, no, need, we need to be coddled. We don't. I feel like we're tougher. Yeah, than but the you older and I, generations. you and I, are different. All right? right, we we work we work hard for what we do, and that's not to say that most people don't. But I think that I've seen enough spoiled brats in our generation to think maybe that's Ooh. why. But there's also there's also a generational thing. We'll talk about it next. There's also a generational thing where I think we are taught to um, um, not hate. The generation that comes after us or the one after that but we're taught to think that they have it better than we did and therefore they're taking that they, they take what they've got for for granted and they're not appreciative of it no so I, think, I, think I think it's that's... just that they're exposed to a lot more and, and have things that can make their life a lot more efficient and everything's a lot faster but no no so no, you, no 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 we are point. not nope no, no, I, don't, I disagree. No, I'm not proving your point. You're twisting my words. No, are we softies? 13, 12, 16. You millennials, which is us. Yeah. 81 to 1996. Are we softies, like Ida Rose is saying? Get up with Christy and Bodge on the Mid-North Coast's hit. Christy, Ida Buttrose, you've got a problem with something that she said. Oh, this week uh, she was doing a speech at an event and apparently there's an unspoken rule that what is said there stays there so it shouldn't be reported to uh, media outlets. And Fair it enough. Should, uh, it's a private conversation essentially but someone broke those rules and spilled it to the Sydney Morning Herald and that's why it's come out to reveal that Ida Buttrose, the 78-year-old woman, says that uh, we young people, us millennials, so you're 24 to 39-year-olds, right. are not built like her generation. Well, it's true. 
we're not softies, Bodge. Like, I know that she's stating that uh, we lack resilience in the workforce and we almost need hugging when we're in certain situations. Like, uh. I know that we seek that sort of affirmation and that positiveness, mm. but at the same time, it's like, no, the younger ones have been exposed to a whole lot more and we oh, can deal with a lot more. Oh, I don't know, mate. Who, you re- you're the same age as me. I am older than you. How old is she? She's 78. Okay, so she would have probably seen the Korean War the Vietnam War, the Gulf War, mm-hmm. and then all the wars we've seen. <laughs> so she would have seen a fair bit. Like, not I'm not saying she toured, obviously, right. or served. I'm saying that she, she would have been around through all of that. So there was a lot of stuff that's happened in her lifetime, I dare say. Right, so you're agreeing with the woman, um, but why? What, um, what, what is it that makes you think that ge- us millennials are softies? As a generalisation... I think that we have been, we've got too much. Everything's too convenient. That's why, you know how I said, I'm putting on weight. I hit 100 kilos. I need to um, do something more than just go to the gym or whatever else. I need to change my lifestyle. Yeah. I started cooking and, and I've been doing quite well at it. The reason I cook is because it's not convenient and I have to do it and I have to get myself into a, you know, a, a system. I've got to be regimental about it. I don't like doing it. In fact, I hate it and I look for excuses not to do it. But the more I do it, the more um, I take a little bit more ownership and responsibility of my life. God, this might be the most responsible thing I've ever said. <laughs> but she's kind of right. Everything is so convenient these days. And I don't think it's the fault of the millennial or the Gen Z. I think we should lump them in there too. I don't know why they got out of this. Yeah, and this is what I feel. The younger ones, the ones that uh, I would consider, yeah, but the, the more softer ones uh, than, than it's, us. It's easier to say that though. And I think every – I said this before. And 13, 12, 16, if you agree or disagree, you're welcome and join in. We don't normally do this sort of serious stuff. It, oh, we'll talk about boobs or something later. But the um, the thing is, is that um, I think every generation is kind of taught subconsciously to um, be vexed with the, the generation that comes after and the generation after that. I think we are taught that we had it hard and that no one else is going to have it harder than us. You know what, though? If I think about in terms of adapting, right, yeah. um, the younger crowds are more willing to, to go with the flow and change. Like, mm. if I look at our workplace here, if anything changes, yep. the, the, the dinosaurs are the ones that are like, kick up a stink and, oh, no, I can't handle that. This is my way and my way only. I'm not doing it how That's you want right, to. Yeah. And they hate when the younger crowds come in and go, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to move on. We've got a fresher set of eyes and we see things differently and we're more adaptive. But no, COVID is the, the biggest example of that. Right. That we have all had to change our ways and hats off to the dinosaurs now they are, <laughs> the ones that I keep calling them dinosaurs because I'm not going to say ages, but they're the, the ancient workers that are here in the building, yeah, yeah. they're the ones that have kind of adapted now slowly. But at the, the start of it, right. they were so against it. But you've got to understand, Christy, that when, um, and, and this is just my point of view, if you're part of an older generation and you've got this new generation coming in and they're changing everything, and I think it's everyone's job to change what they can in a positive way, um, or negative if it's entertaining. Anyway, um, I think that if that's been your way of life, if that's something you're secure in and then someone's trying to change that and they're far younger than you, you can understand why they might go, am I on the way out or, you know, am I, am I, they don't have these thoughts consciously. It's a subconscious thing. That's why I feel like every generation's taught to hate the next. Right. You can, you can think like that, Bodge, but all I'm taking well, from this. I've got this, reasoning from it. I've got I'm, reasoning for it. All I'm all. taking from this is with, if you're going to agree with Ida Botrose and say that we're softies, 
you've just uh, put down that you're a big softy. I'm a you're big softy. You're a weak man. No, I'm not a weak man. No, you are. You just uh, you just uh, revealed that. Uh, what makes me weak? <laughs> a lot of things. Like, oh, I ate some food. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, sorry, was that was that while I was throwing up all morning? Sorry, pal. And then I came into work, unlike you the other day when uh, you were sick. And, oh, I can't drive because I'm dizzy. I'm dizzy. Do you want me to come pick you up, Christy? Do you want me to come pick you up? You're the one that's sick all the time. I'm dizzy. I'm dizzy, Bodger. I can't even sit in the car with you while you drive. I'm dizzy. It's Basement Jacks on Hit. The Mid North Coast gets up with Christy and Bodge. On Hit FM. All this stuff about whether millennials are, you know, responsible and Ida saying that we need cuddles and things. I I love a little cuddle. I know everyone loves cuddles. I love a little cuddle. But the thing is, right, is I've actually, I've I've just, I've taken a bit more responsibility on on myself um, lately just for weight-related stuff. But, um, you know, you've got to take your own responsibility. I think instead of the sort of the the age-related stuff and whatever else, I mean, it's sort of individual. So I think Ida was kind of... You know, I don't think she should have said that, but it was at a closed meeting. If it she's was at a closed it, meeting, and it, it was about leaders in our world yeah, and how the care. workplace is um, revolving around a and, lot of the younger crowds, and that's why she did stereotype us. And to be fair, like, if I was to be hugely offended by what she said, I mean, good on me for being offended. I'm not, but if I was, I mean, I feel like that kind of just reinforces her point to be honest. This so is, okay, just, kind of true, but you, you, you were just revealing now that you're a softie, you're a big marshmallow, I, and you're banana. You, you're sorry, you're soft banana? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Didn't you listen to the conversation before no. from Darren of Warhope? He did call in saying, yes, all you millennials, you're softies, you're like a banana and a yeah. marshmallow. I take that as a compliment. But it's, it's always going to be this way. It is always going to be the way of old versus young, and it's not great, and it's not nice, but and it's it's a generalisation as well. It's yeah. like you know, not everyone's like it, and most people you think aren't, but um, it's just one of those things. You know what? I think we all do the best we can. Hopefully, I think as individuals, I mean, probably shouldn't worry about yeah, groups well, let's of talk, ages. Let's talk about the individual. You know what? I have got some good news. Um, me and the new girlfriend, right, mm. moving in next Friday. I know, that's coming up real quick. I can't believe you're well, actually been, moving in Well, I mean, I know six months is pretty quick, but um, it was, you know, she needed to move out. I thought it was, you know. Don't make excuses. Don't say that there's circumstances that have made you come together. You wanted to live happily ever after. Oh, shut up. No, look, <laughs> we bought our first purchase together, though. And it wasn't the house because we're not rich enough to do that. Um, you know it's actually cheaper to buy a mortgage than it is. To pay off oh, I'm sick of people renting. saying that. See, this is, you go on about old people, but i got to tell you, mate, I, I get sick of people saying, oh, it's cheaper. But it is. That, it's, it's, the, it's the deposit no, that is the No, it's the, the deposit. That's right. But if you look at what the government's oh doing, hang on, I'm just giving you some advice. I know, because it's condescending no, when I'm you do it. I'm not trying to be condescending. I'm just giving well, you, you are. Okay, right. I'm not going to give you that no, advice. do it. Go on. It's the fact that the ScoMo government is helping people out. Oh, are they? When you're building, you're going to get a subsidy as well. There's grants out there. And they've limited the amount of deposit that you need so now is the time how much is the deposit then? i can't recall but it's not anywhere near 20 percent, well, which is what normal well there you go look the thing is is maybe per week it does work out to that but the deposit as you say is a hell of a thing to organize and i think there's a lot of people out there that are probably like you know what i'm mm. not in a position where i can save that exactly. much. exactly i had savings last year and then it took a couple of uh incidences including a car accident for me to lose all of that. So that, that went out the door. Yeah. I was building up towards it, and now I'll be a renter for a long time. I'm okay with that. It's okay to rent. So now can you go back to your little story of right. what you purchased? Right. Am I, am I allowed to do that? All right. So we bought a slow cooker. 
A, a what? big a big slow cooker. That's your first that's that your first, first household item we, that you bought. We we did half half, we paid for that and um obviously I wanted to know um what other people what their first purchase was. So thirteen, twelve, sixteen, you're welcome to give us a call and tell us your first purchase. That's as really a couple. cute. That's really cute that you've done that. It just goes to show that your personalities together and your collective as a couple, you're really focused on food and that defines you guys. Well, we're 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 focused on, I guess, sort of helping each other because we both We've both been not been eating great, and I, I think that we both came to the decision that we wanted to sort of support each other eating healthier, or at least even just organising food. So, you know, we've got the slow cooker. We've got a couple of other things that we've got since, but um, look, there's a few on. <laughs> we put it out on Facebook earlier this morning. What was your first purchase as a couple? Our traffic report has commented. He should be working, but he's commented. He wrote a family box at Macca's. That's very him. That is very uh, him. Uh, someone wrote, uh, the first thing we bought was a plane ticket for my mother-in-law to return to Tasmania after oh. she flew up to help us settle in. That's quite nice. <laughs> a plane ticket to send her home. <laughs> Hang on, there's there's one here uh, in regards to the household items. So curtains yeah. and curtain rods uh, when she moved in with me that led to, I think, uh, their first argument. Oh, no. See, See this is he, the thing. He thought that the curtain rods she was buying weren't going to be long enough. Oh, oh. See, we it's ha- like when you go to Ikea, when you get all the flat pack, the DIY flat pack. That's where couples could break up because yep. of those things. It's the make or break, the yep. Ikea challenge. And that was mine and Michael's first purchase. It wasn't Ikea items, but it was a really? full uh, package deal where you got the, the flat you got pack. the <laughs> you got the bed, you got the dining table, you got the lounge, you got all the oh. kit and caboodle, like a full Did you have to put it together deal. together? There was some that we had to put together. Right. And who started the fight? No, we didn't fight. It made us. Bollocks. It makes or break believe you because we're the team. Don't oh, believe no, we you. sound so You're lame. Both so competitive personalities. <laughs> I don't believe. I think he would have said, "Christy, you're not doing it fast enough." No, probably. it was Michael. I can't get the drill to work. Can you fix it? Yeah. See, well, there you go. Well, we found out that. A fresh way to get up. Christian Barge on Hit FM. On this overcast morning, nine past eight, Christy. A day that we would have uh, seen the grand opening for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Because you know it comes every four years and then the Paralympics follow. But um, yeah, obviously due to COVID-19, got postponed. So we won't be seeing it for like another 12 months. It's just been a a year of just... Not doing much. No, but you know what it does mean, though, for those athletes that are competing, it means they've got an extra 12 months off their sleeve to get fit and ready and prepared. I mean, they'd be, yeah. Well, we've got Riley Batt on the line with us. Who is a Paralympic uh, gold medalist. That's right. Good morning. And a local to Port Macquarie. (laughs) Morning, guys. How are you? Good. Now, now, first off, Christy didn't tell me that we were having you on this morning. The run sheet was blank, so literally a song ago I said, I hope he doesn't listen to this show, but I see him around town I want to say hello to him. And then I'm only saying this because you might have heard it. I don't know. And then I just go, no, I won't annoy him. So just next time throw a stick in my wheels or something. That'll oh. get my attention. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh <laughs> Actually, no, Riley. I have seen the guns that come out of you. I, I train I, with the same personal trainer that I've you have. I've seen him working and, out. Uh, yeah, I've seen you work out and Not how you pump way. those medicine balls <laughs> while sitting on a balancing ball at the same time. You are strong, dude. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just, I just do what I have to do, I guess. Oh. But no, it's, look, I, you know, I love sport. I love keeping fit. It's, it's, it's my job, I guess. So, uh, 
definitely not as fit as I'd like to be at this time. Um, you know, with the other games being delayed a year, but it's no point, um, you know, working out to your full potential and at 110% right now because you'll probably burn yourself out by next year. So just trying to maintain that fitness and strength and we'll definitely ramp up now for yeah. what's going to be the games next year. Right. So is that normally what athletes would do when it comes to something like this? Like how far out would you train? Yeah. Oh, look, the train, I've been training for, you know, four years ago for this, you know, for what was meant to be this month, next month. Um, you know, so it, it is a bit of a hit, you know, when the games are, you know, delayed a year, but I think it's the the best option. Um, there's no no way the games would have go, gone ahead this year with, no. with all the COVID outbreaks still. So, um, you know, you're going to train smart. We've got definitely you've got programs and um, you go through phases. So, to, you know, you peak at certain times and lull at certain times because your body just can't peak um, all the time. Otherwise, you'll just be injured and burnt out. So, yeah, yeah. sometimes it's nice to be in those lulls. I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> Is retirement almost on the cards yet? Or you still feel oh, like you've got definitely. a few years on you? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I feel, I feel, I'm only 31, but I feel pretty old, to be honest. But, um, yeah, right. the body's torn, torn and beaten up. But, uh, I'm hanging in there. I'm still enjoying it. Uh, it's, it's, it's what I do. It's what I've, I've lived for my whole life. So, hopefully, a few more years left in the body. We'll soon see. Yeah, well, Christy's older than the pair of us, so it's all good, mate. It's all happy days. <laughs> I'm not a pro athlete. I've always, I've always wondered, and um, I went to school with Jack Bobridge, who was a gold medalist in, uh, in cycling. Um, before I got you know, some sort of drug thing. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Anyway, I remember him saying to me years ago that um, when he missed out on being in a, a, a the side, he said that the, the mental drain mm. in terms of building up to the event and then finding out he, he wasn't going to do it um, was just incredible. It was just a really, uh, really depressing time for him. So mm-hmm. mental health-wise, and I know this is uh, sounding like a kind of a cliche thing, but <laughs> how, does, how, does it, how does it affect you knowing you've done all this prep and it's delayed by what well, you would think at least a year? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm not going to lie to you. It is definitely tough. Um, I think you'd be lying to, you, to yourself or to everyone if you said it was easy. But, um, look, I think when we got the – when the games were announced that they're delayed a year, I think it was a bit of a sense of relief uh, because if they were going to go ahead with it, that was just going to be logistically a nightmare, um, yeah. I, I think. So that was a bit of a sense of relief. Um, yes, it's taken its toll. It's definitely it's, – it's, it's tough to swallow uh, because you've been training for that four years and we're just starting to ramp up and everything was just working and everything was in place and then, you know, it gets delayed a year. But yeah. look, a year in reality, it goes pretty quick. It, it really does. Um, but I think with this second wave of, of COVID, it's definitely been a bit of a second blow and you do have to work on sort of your your, your mental side of things. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I, I've been struggling. But, um, you know, as a captain for, for not only the wheelchair rugby team, the Steelers, and now co-captaining the whole Paralympic team, I've got to, I've got to uh, I've got to sort of be stronger and and it has been good for me knowing that I have to lead um, you know hundreds of people into the games but yeah. um, we all just have to accept that there is a mental issue with it all um, but in reality there is so many people out there who are so much more worse off than us um, yeah. and we're just a small piece of small piece of the pie I guess some very motivational words there Riley and um, no wonder you're the, the the perfect man for the job to co-captain next year so we are very excited to see what comes to light with the 2021 Olympics what? but speaking of motivational stuff oh yeah, cre- yeah. your run <laughs> yeah so I'm oh. attempting we don't even know if it's going to go ahead yet uh, the city to surf um, marathon the 14ks which but is October it doesn't matter though because as well 
Riley's been saying, you keep training. You keep training. So I'm going to keep training, not that I've started just yet. Anyway, um, so I lack motivation, uh, Riley. So we've come up with this idea to create a playlist of songs that get all of the pro athletes motivated. So what is your one pick of a song that you reckon gets you most motivated? Well, I'm just going to say, I've done, I've done that. And if I can do it, you can definitely do it. Okay? So it was a, it's a good event. Just make sure you dress up in something flamboyant or something and have fun. All right. Um, or, or do what some others do and do the pub run on the way. <laughs> but um, no, uh, look, it's just, it's, I think it's pretty, pretty original what I'm going to choose here. But this song for me gives me tingles every time I hear it. And it's because a lot of the times we come out in our big competitions to this song and I and it's just amazing with you know ten thousand people cheering us on and that's Hell's Bells from A C D C Oh wow uh, just 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 hearing the start of that every time just gives me chills and you know leading my country, you know, going through the Australian flag with, you know, thousands of people screaming. It, it's it, just it resonates to me, so I'm trying to think of that. It's incredible, actually. When you're overseas, Christy, and I've never been an athlete, obviously, so it'd be another level again, but I know when I hear Australian music overseas, like, I get uh, quite emotional. Yeah. Um, when yeah. I remember getting on the plane, on the, the Qantas plane, coming back to Australia from the US, and they had a still call Australia home without any words. Yeah. It was just the instrumental, and I welled up because mm. I'd been over for three months only, not even that long. Wow. So imagine walking out onto the world stage and having arguably the greatest uh-huh. Australian rock band um, playing behind you. That would be just nuts. Oh, I'm looking forward to it, actually, Riley, seeing you next year when you're co-captaining for the Paralympic Australian team. You walking it, you rolling out to that. Well done, Christy. Well done, Christy. Sorry, Riley. I'll take it. I'll take. I'll take walk or roll. It doesn't really Please. matter. <laughs> you're rolling out to Akadaka. Well, the other thing is, is um. First, I just want to say this because I watched in Rio. I was watching that bloody nail-biter against the U.S. Was it 59, 57, 58 or what it was? Yeah, it was so one, close. one point. I don't know what the score was at one point. <laughs> oh, it, I was sitting there and I was just – I was crapping me dax. I was watch, I watch all the games if I can. But, I, mate, that was just – it was mental. I couldn't believe how close it was. You think you're crappy your Dax, mate. No wonder I have to keep my hair so short. I think I lost most of it and went full grey after that game. Oh, Double no. overtime, you know, one point. I know. Uh, no, it, it, it was amazing, mate. Look, it's something I want to relive, and I think, you know, we want to defend our last two gold medals in Tokyo. It's going to be the biggest games possibly ever. It's going to have a massive story behind it. It's, it's just going to be an incredible experience. But, mm. uh Cannot wait, but look, uh, just while we're on on this call, um, massive documentary is coming out uh, next month uh, oh. on the Paralympic movement oh, uh, on nice. Netflix uh, in 190 countries called Rising Phoenix. So um, I'm sure it'll be all over your, your Netflix pages, but uh, make sure you check it out. It's an incredible story, and you might see this ugly mug on there. You know, <laughs> I, I probably will bring the ratings down in the movie, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> it, was, it was good fun. So make sure you check it out. I think it's opening uh, on the opening ceremony from when the Paralympics were meant to be. It's about oh. 26th of August. Nice right. one. Thank all you right. so well, much, Riley Bat, and we look forward to seeing Rising Phoenix on Netflix, and we look forward to seeing you co-captain next year for the Paralympic Games. And if you want some motivation, come train to this one day. It'll be a bit of fun, all right? There you go, Christy. Might be a a challenge. All right, I'll have to take you up on that offer. (laughs) Or listen to some Hell's Bells. (laughs) I'd love to see that. I'd love to be a fly on the wall. It'd be amazing. Sounds good, guys. Riley Bat, thank you so much, pal. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Hit FM with Christian Barge. A fresh way to get up on your radio.
Bachelor in Paradise is the new show to watch. There's a lot of drama on there. Well, in fact, we haven't seen this much drama since Maths. I know. I know you love those sort of reality TV shows. I haven't been yeah. watching it, to be honest, but I did hear someone the other day say that chick that you, you can't stand, that Abby Chatfield, she said that she was going to get with the hot guy, Kieran, but because the producers ran in and said, oh, you've got to say this on camera. She yeah. said, no, I'm not going to do it because they made him consent on camera. Well, which is fair enough. I, I guess. get it. You I mean, it safe. ruins the mood a little bit. Oh, it does. Who would want to get you under the dunas when you've got to do that first? Yeah, you should only really be consenting with the person that you go about exactly. to have that experience with. However, um, I spoke to Abby, Chat- oh, Abby Chatfield. I would never speak to Abby Chatfield. Um, but I spoke to um, Angie Kent last year. Uh, remember the Bachelorette that she was on? Oh, she was a... Yes, yeah. I do recall And Kieran, yeah. after watching the very first episode, I spoke to her about my thoughts on Kieran, and she didn't like it. Have a listen. Well, I did some judging of my own because I, I don't. Oh, well, I don't sure. well, I don't trust blokes, Angie. All right. I decided yeah. that Kieran was a f- boy. Wow. I, he gives off. He gives off those vibes. He might be really nice, but he oh. gave off. He, 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 don't tell me. Really? Yeah. I think that he gave off an excellent vibe on the red carpet. Really though. Cheeky, oh. flamboyant, fabulously nah, British, and. Who was right, Christy? I was right. And that this is the thing. And I see it in all the new ideas and the Daily Mails and the Mamma Mia's and all that. And they're like, everyone wants to get with Kieran and they, they love him or whatever it. else. And it, it gets passed off as cheeky or whatever. I mean, he's a serial cheater, mm-hmm. which, you know, shouldn't be celebrated. And I, but hey, I'm no, you know, lily white person in my part 10 years ago. I made a dumb decision to do that, and I don't hide away from that. It was a stupid thing to do. However, this isn't about me. This is about the call I made last year. I was right. I was right. And fair enough, Angie maybe didn't know him that well. But from all reports, it turns out when he buggered off out of the bachelorette because his nan died, it turned out it was his great-grandmother. I'm not going to knock that. It doesn't matter whether it was his nan or his great-nan. Mm. Someone died. He went to Darwin, got with his ex, went off to Bali, potentially... Uh, got engaged to her. We don't know about that. And then got with a whole heap of her friends, apparently. And then yeah. he's come back and run away to Bachelor in Paradise. And he's had it all um, thrown at him. Yeah. Like, on, on In the island, they brought his ex back. And well, he's had a cry and gone, oh, and claimed, you know, mental health. I mean, I'm not going to knock that either. But that gets used as an excuse far too often. I was right. He's, he plays the field. He does. He's very much the player. And it's because he's quite the unique looking man. Like, you don't see too many that are full tattooed like him that has no, the, the full white. It's almost that Orlando Bloom from uh, Lord of the Rings look with the, the white. <laughs> Legolas. Legolas, yeah. Like, yeah. stunning look. And I'll, we know that even the Mid North Coast local girl, um, Brittany Hockley, yeah. she's on Bachelor in Paradise and she, she had is, a little yeah. piece of him, loved him too. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I think the, the country is finally starting to see who he is, and I'm not saying he's a bad person, I'm just saying he's not faithful. That's just how it comes across. I mean, I was right. A year ago, I picked it. Apparently, that Angie didn't like that, but, you know, I was right. Mm. But, you know, he's a sexual Willy Wonka, as he describes himself. <laughs> I don't know why no chocolate. one got any vibes before. Look, uh, we're going to peace out. Um, we'll see you bright and early Monday morning. Have a great weekend. Drive with lights on if it starts raining. Drive to the conditions. Bye. Have a beautiful day. If you want more of Christian Budge, catch up on the podcast at hit.com.au or hear them live weekday mornings from 6 on the Mid-North Coast's Hit FM.